Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Marvelous Mouth Talk. I'm your host, Marcella Zimmerman, and I'm joined today by Karen Fitty. Hi. And Eric Kutcher. Hello. As always, this podcast is brought to you by Marvelous Mouse Travels, where we're creating marvelous memories one family at a time. Today, we'll take a closer look at what's included in a Royal Caribbean cruise vacation. This is one of our biggest questions. People always want to know if they're going to book a cruise, what exactly they are getting for the price that they are being quoted. So how are you all doing today? Good. Very well. Thanks. Yeah, I feel like Karen, I just talked to you, and I know Eric. This—it's been a while since we've talked to you, but yeah, this is um, this is usually one of the biggest questions that most people ask. I don't know about y'all, but the ones that I have received for cruise lines, it's usually okay. So here's my cost. What do I get for? Them? Yes, definitely. And the good thing with Royal is uh, the answer compared to other cruise lines, for the most part, is a lot. Oh, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, they have from. The accommodations down to, I mean, the food, the food itself is very good. We'll get on that in a few minutes, but the entertainment when we did, um, I know all three of us, we did Harmony of the Seas, but that was hands down. The entertainment was phenomenal. So you really do each cruise or each ship is going to have its own, its own entertainment series, its own food. And it's just coming down to what it is that you want out of your vacation. So, I guess we can start with um, the big one. So first off, your pricing does include your accommodations. And this can be anything from a ocean view to a balcony, which is a veranda, even to a suite. Yeah, I think that the, um, you know, they have ample accommodations. And what I like about it is um, the room attendant will help with morning activities in terms of making sure that after you leave for the morning, your room is cleaned up and then the evening um, setting it up as well to make sure that the bedding is ready. I happen to be staying in a room with multiple adults. And so we each day had to, you know, make sure the bed, what the third bed was ready for the, uh, the additional adults and, there was nothing we had to do. It was all done for us. And that was really nice. I liked that. Yeah, it was great because they would, they more, more than likely they were doing it while you were out doing other activities. I know that we ran through there once and they were actually cleaning up our balcony, which I thought was nice. And that was the only time that we ever really saw our attendant cleaning up behind us as we were in and out of the room. Yeah, they're usually pretty good about uh, timing things out, uh, making sure that. Uh, your room is set up nice for you uh, while you're out and about either at the pool or uh, having your meal or uh, at a onshore activity. I'd say I maybe saw our attendant like once the entire seven night cruise or uh, entire seven night cruise. But they're always there for you too. Like if you need, if you need more towels or, if you need your shampoo refilled, something of that nature, if you pick up the phone, like you can always get somebody to bring it out to you. Well, and it's the same person for the entire cruise. And so if you are in and out of the room, you kind of get to know that person or they get to know you mm-hmm. as well. Most definitely. And then as far as like the room accommodations, they all are a little different, as you were saying. I personally like the veranda. I don't know if I can do that with, with small kids. I may have to do Ocean View if we were to go. But the room itself, like we were, we were in an ocean or we were in a veranda room. Um, there were only two adults in the room, but it still felt 
fairly roomy. I didn't feel at all claustrophobic. Um, like what I've, I've read on some blogs where, you know, it would just feel like you're in this little bitty room. I felt like it had ample room. And even my shower, like, I don't know about y'all, like if y'all had a, a stand-up shower, if y'all had a tub in yours, but like, I felt like my bathroom was actually of a fairly good size. And if we can, that was a little different for you because you had more than two adults in your room, right? Yeah, we had three adults in our room, um, but I still felt like there was ample room. The bathroom, I guess for some people, the bathroom might be considered small, but certainly I had plenty of room in the shower. Um, The actual toilet sink area was small. Like I couldn't really keep a toiletry bag on the sink counter. Uh, I thought it was too small for that, but especially with three of us. Mm-hmm. But there were still little cubby holes for things and places to put things. So, I mean, I, yeah, we had plenty of room. I thought, you know, honestly, I, I'm not one of those that spend a whole lot of time in my room. So I thought it was perfect for me and, and perfect for, for enjoying the cruise. And they had a lot of storage, too. Like, as far as – I know, like, each room is going to be different. But, like, I felt like there were lots of – like you were saying, cubby holes. There were lots of drawers to put stuff in. The closets, I thought, were a pretty good space. Um I really enjoyed that. Like as far as like having a little more room to just kind of unpack your suitcase some and like put it up. The thing that I liked about the rooms with the Royal is the different types of rooms that you could be in. Um, For uh, myself, the ships that I was on, one was a uh, boardwalk view balcony room. Uh, on the that was on the Harmony. On the Adventure of the Seas, I was actually on a uh, promenade view room where uh, the balcony there, you were overlooking uh, the promenade, which was the area that has different shops and uh, different activities, shops and food and uh be able to do a bunch of uh, different people watching uh, boardwalk view balcony. Again, you're overlooking the boardwalk on the harmony. Uh, you're, we were overlooking the carousel and actually from the way that we set up our chairs, we could even see the very beginning of the aqua theater uh, from where we were. So it was pretty neat to be able to, uh, see things from different perspectives, even on a veranda. Both were veranda rooms, but neither one of them were veranda where you were looking out to the ocean, where normally when you think of a veranda room on a ship, it's looking out to the ocean. Both of these were uh, getting different views that you normally wouldn't get on a ship and when you think veranda. I think that's one of the coolest things about the Royal Ships, too is being able to get a veranda and not have to be on the ocean. So I like what you've just said, Eric, because I think that's a really good point that people don't realize. Yeah. So on, let's say even, I'm pretty sure uh, there's also the central park view room balconies as well, where on the larger ships, Oasis class, you could overlook central park. And though I haven't stayed in that particular room, just being able to walk through that neighborhood at any time of the day felt so peaceful on the mm-hmm. harmony. It was, I'm sure that staying in the room with that balcony would give that type of a peaceful feel to it. 
as well for people. That was my favorite part of the harmony. I was walking through that section. I loved it there as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the fact that they have plant life on a ship, you'll never see that anywhere else than uh, those Oasis-class royal ships. It's tremendous to be able to walk through the park, get a uh, latte or a coffee or some tea and uh, sit out at uh, the cafe and just take in the uh, atmosphere in the day. It's really peaceful area. Well, actually, I'm going to take that a step further because room service for breakfast is complimentary. And so I could imagine having, you know, a little bit of fruit and toast or fruit and pastry on my veranda that overlooks that. I mean, that to me is just heaven for vacation. Oh, yeah, definitely. Most definitely. And that one. So just to kind of tack on to that. So the complimentary breakfast, that's free. But room service does have a cost just so that we are able to pull that in. And it's for lunch and dinner that it does have a cost. But since we're on the subject of food, I mean, we might as well move over to what's included for a meal plan. Um, So most snacks and most meals are covered under, including like the buffets. And in in some of the sit-down locations, it's like Johnny Rockets. I think you can go there for breakfast on some of the ships. But most of your like promenades and like your boardwalks do have different places to eat and those places are covered. I think that was one of my favorite things about Royal is I didn't feel like I had to supplement my, my hunger for, by paying for anything. The only Mm -hmm. thing that on, on the ship that I went on, the only thing extra I paid for was a Starbucks coffee just because I love them and they're a treat for me because I don't drink them all the time. So everything else uh, I ate, plenty staying within the options that were included on the cruise. And I found that there were tons of options. It wasn't always the main dining room buffet. I mean, there were tons of really good options for lunch in particular, but lunch and dinner. Oh yeah. But that buffet wind jammers. Oh my goodness. I, I love traveling on Disney Cruise Line. And this is no disrespect to them, but Windjammer Buffet at, on the Royal ships that I was on so far is by far the best buffet you will ever come across on or off land. Just the amount of choices, the quality of the food in the choices the uh, just tremendous, tremendous place to eat. They did. There was an abundance of like just stuff for breakfast. We didn't go there lunch or dinner, but we went for breakfast every morning. And I can tell you, I enjoyed myself. I mean, they was, <laughs> I really liked their potatoes. They had like these home fried potatoes. And that to me was spectacular. I can actually say that they were closer to, um, I want to say it's Cape K that has breakfast at Disney World. It was very similar to their potatoes that they have on their line. So, um, yeah, I hands down, they have a very awesome breakfast. Well, the thing with their lunch is they had uh, different types of food. 
Um, but for like, if you have kids that are real picky eaters, they had a station that had like hamburgers, hot dogs, chicken nuggets, uh, French fries. And then they also had a meat section with, uh, whether it was like deli meats or uh, like uh, sirloins that were cut up, uh, could be cut up and made to order or chickens or pastas, or it was just incredible amounts of food and all different kinds that you could think of. And even the quality of it was what surprised me the most because I even was like, Oh, you know what? I don't, one day I was like, ah, I feel like just trying a burger, thinking that it would probably be one of those like burgers that uh, they buy in abundance and they throw on all at once and has a little bit less of a quality of a taste to it. This had a nice, juicy, like almost homemade taste to uh, even their burgers. So. It was quite good. Well, I mean, on the rest of the ship, they also have, I mean, similar options as to what you have. So that they had pizza. I don't know about y'all, but I ate a lot yep. of pizza where we went. <laughs> but oh, pizza on, girl. <laughs> yeah. And the pizza is, the pizza isn't like your cardboard, pop it in the thing type of pizza. It's, it's really actually very, very good pizza. Uh, I was kind of surprised with the quality pizza, not to compare it to another cruise line, but I liked this pizza over Disney Cruise Line's pizza. Also, we were able to eat at one of the promenade restaurants for lunch. And I, I can't remember the cafe that we ate at, but I remember like people had like paninis. I had a sandwich myself. I mean, there were just like a variety of just options, oh, yeah. you know, anywhere on the ship, even like, you know, getting a hot dog, you know, in the, the boardwalk area. You really aren't going to need to try to like like you said Karen like pay out of pocket anywhere because you do have a variety of food out there to choose from um what about dinner did y'all eat at the main dining hall every night yes I did and I thought the food was great there was good choices on the menu it was different every night but there were a couple of things that were the same occasionally the couple nights in a row so if I loved it I could have it two nights in a row Mm -hmm. um and of course, desserts. <laughs> right. So those dinners were great because it was much more indulgent than I normally am. So for vacation, um, you know, on a cruise at dinner, I think we had an appetizer, our main meal and dessert. And that's a lot more than what I would normally have on other vacations. It was, like I said before, I did not go hungry on this ship. <laughs> <laughs> and for me, I did the main dining room. Um, I also uh, had a meal over at Johnny Rockets, which was a normal uh, Johnny Rockets type meal with the chicken tenders and the fries and the milkshake, of course. But I also ended up going over, if we wanted to, we could have gone over, I believe there was like a Mexican choice as well on the ship that was included price-wise. Also, when if needed to pay it out of pocket. And then they also have the specialty dining, which we did not get a chance to experience. Uh, but from what I've heard from others, Wonderland is something to definitely experience at some point. 
Oh my gosh. I, I really, really, really want to go there. I'm an Alice in Wonder, Wonderland fan anyway. So I was just looking at some of the pictures I took and I really, really, really want to go there. But I find it hard to justify when there's so much other food that's just included in the cruise. So I'm yep. just going to have to, I'm just going to have to bite the bullet and, and indulge at some point. The other thing to know as far as food is concerned, uh, without paying out of pocket, uh, you are able, for those that like wine, to bring two wine bottles per state on the ship. And that has to be carried on. You cannot put that in your checked bag. Correct. Um, and while we're, while we're talking on that note, so as far as the meals are concerned, they also have, you do have um, drinks that are included with your everyday meals. So you have top water, milk, tea, coffee, lemonade, iced tea, flavored waters, juices, and hot chocolate that are included at no cost as part of your, as part of your um, package deal. But there are also upgrades where you can purchase a drink package that, I mean, some of them include soda. There's another one that includes um, alcohol. So that's also something to consider if you aren't okay with just the standard drinks that come with it. Yeah, I think that's something important to mention because that list that is included um, specifically excludes soda, Mm -hmm. carbonated drinks, um, and it excludes freshly squeezed juices, I think. I think it's limited on the juices that it includes. Oh, yes, it's not freshly squeezed. Yeah, so so I think we, we definitely want to make sure that people are aware that it is a limited list of beverages that are included. I would say, in my experience, almost all the cruisers I've worked with have purchased a drink package of some kind. And I know there's, you know, depending on the length of cruise, people think in terms of their day at sea, and those are the days that they'll be using the drink packages. But honestly, we use the drink package. I did purchase a drink package. Um, we used it from the moment we walked on board to the moment we were off. I mean, it was just really oh, yeah. handy to be mm-hmm. able to drink anything at any time that I wanted, at least with the beverage package I purchased. Um, and there's all sorts of deals. They do lots of deals between the time you book and the time you cruise, but then you get one last chance to a deal right when you board the ship. So I I do feel like, and I like to encourage, you know, really have that conversation with my clients about, um, you know, what, what they want from a vacation in terms of enjoying the beverages they like to drink. You know, I might be a water drinker in my daily life, but when I'm on vacation, I do want a glass of wine with dinner, or I do want a soda or two a day. And I'd rather not pay out of pocket for those if I don't have to. It's just so convenient to be able to know that I can have whatever I want whenever I want it. What I liked about it too is also like, you know how you spoke about your days at sea. So even your port days, when we got off the ship, we went and we grabbed a few waters and we took them with us as we got off the ship. So that saved us a few dollars while we were on land. That's another thing that I kind of liked about our drink plan. So one thing to keep in mind, of course, we've talked a little bit about the drink packages and we've talked about the room attendant. Um, We do need to mention gratuities and how to deal with that. And, And really the easiest way is to pay the daily rate, uh, upfront, 
we can, we can help you with that as, as your travel agent, we can help you just prepay all of those gratuities up before you, you get on the ship. And that covers all of the room attendants, the, the wait staff, right. At all the meals, yeah. all your, your mm-hmm. servers. And then if you do buy a drink package, that package price will have gratuity included so that as you're getting your drinks, you don't have to tip um, at that time either. That's all included as you buy that package. So it's a really good idea to think ahead for that. And then what, what I really like what Royal does is if there is um, a server or a crew member who goes above and beyond and you would like to give them a little, a few extra dollars, they give you an envelope on your last night at sea or last night before you enter port that you can um, append or add, I should say, add gratuity um, if there is a need or you have the desire. So I think that's something to keep in mind. Um, I really like being quote unquote cash free and using my C card or C pass card throughout the ship. However, it's, of course, you'll need money if you leave the ship and port and do some port activities, but you may want some cash as well in case you want to supplement the gratuities after your cruise or, you know, at the end of your cruise. I definitely would do the prepay on the gratuities because that's one less thing to have to worry about when you're on the ship, especially uh, when you're at sea and you're on vacation, you don't want to have to also think about, okay, well, I also need to put aside X amount to be able to pay the gratuities to these uh, servers and uh, pay gratuities. I, I didn't realize before, because I, I did not get the drink package. So I didn't realize that the uh, drink package already included the gratuities, but that's good to know. But it's just one less thing to have to worry about when you're on the ship and be able, that way you can enjoy more of your vacation as long as you prepay them. Yeah. I mean, I'm all for that too. The less that you need to do when you're actually on vacation, the better. I also think it's very reasonable. I mean, it depends on what class of ship you're on and the length of your ship, your cruise. But I've seen those prepaid gratuities, you know, anywhere from 15 to $20 a day round, you know, round numbers. And when you think about all of the people involved on that ship that are there to make your trip a fantastic trip, I feel like that's very reasonable to support them at minimum, very reasonable to support them. Definitely agree. I don't know about y'all and I, and I'm not going to say that I drink a lot, but I tend to go to the same bar over and over again when we went and, um, my bartender knew my name, which probably I haven't decided if that was a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> um, but she actually said bye to us on our way out. And I mean, that's just the kind of relationship that you you build with some of the people that you don't necessarily would think that you would build with them. But I mean, we were only on the shift for like three days or so. And for her to remember that is actually kind of special. So one really cool thing about Royal that I kind of like is the childcare. I do have small kids and just the thought of having a little bit of alone time, maybe to like to go have dinner or to go enjoy a show um, is 
is something that's on my list of what I need to have for a vacation. So Royal offers the Adventure Ocean Program and it's offered for children between the ages of three and 17. This is complimentary and it is supervised. Um, and from a past podcast, there is they do have requirements for um, the people that are in these rooms taking care of your kids. Like they are, they have to have degrees and um, be able to pass background checks. But this particular program is open until 10 p.m. every night. So from 10 to 2, they do have an after-hours program that is $7 an hour. But when you're really stopping to think about what you would probably normally pay a babysitter, you're probably in the same range. Um, But if y'all were able to walk through these rooms, were y'all able to like kind of see what their program looks like? Because to me, I thought it was phenomenal. I know the Harmony itself had like a movie theater in it. When I did Liberty of the Seas, they had like, I mean, just rooms with so many activities for these kids to like really go and, and play around in and really get a feel for um, feeling that they're on vacation. So it wasn't just about an adult, you know, going on vacation. This was very much catered to kids. Honestly, this is where I think it honestly depends on the ship. Uh, there was I've checked out the Adventure of the Seas, Anthem of the Seas, and uh, Harmony of the Seas. For Adventure of the Seas, it seemed kind of like a um, what you would think of with like a daycare setting. Mm. Anthem of the Seas had decent amount more and then when we went to harmony of the seas it was like there were tons of arts and crafts there was a movie there there was tons of activities to keep kids busy and everything like that um so i this i really feel depends on the type of uh ship that you are on depends on how many activities and how kid friendly I, I don't I, I don't know if I want to use those that terminology but how many activities there are to be able to keep kids entertained throughout an extended period of time I mean it's wonderful that they have that child care available and that it's complimentary until 10 p.m and honestly the 10 p.m to 2 a.m for uh, $7 an hour is extremely reasonable for a rate. But as f- if somebody's coming from a uh, cruise, another cruise line that caters solely to the kid population, they may want to spend a little extra on a higher class royal ship to be able to take the most advantage of the uh, childcare activities on board with that cruise line. So that would be my only recommendation for the childcare. I can see that. Just on another note, they do have childcare for the ages of six months or 36 months. This isn't free, but they do have an hourly rate in the nursery. Um, So if, you're interested in that too, that would be something to look at. But um, this would be really when you want to reach out to a travel agent, because just like Eric said, each ship is a little bit different. So if what you're looking for won't be available on that ship, a travel agent will more than likely know what ship you should be on so that you have the kind of childcare that you want and just to make sure that your kids are entertained. Um, Because you're going to know your kids fairly well enough to know if 
what they do have available will actually keep them entertained for, you know, several hours. Absolutely. And uh, speaking of chips that we have available, we actually have some great group rates going on with uh, Marvelous Mass Travels right now. Oh, Uh, tell us more. If you live in the Northeast, such as myself, I'm extremely excited about the fact that Oasis of the Seas is, uh, which is the sister ship to Harmony of the Seas, is coming to Cape Liberty, New Jersey uh, in May of 20. Uh, We actually have a group rate on that ship departing on August 16th, and it includes the perfect day at Coco Cay. Our group rates have low deposits and also offer onboard credits. And honestly, the pricing on the ship is extremely reasonable. And for those in the Northeast, it's a very short drive, whether you're in Connecticut, New York, New Jersey. We've had people uh, drive over even from uh, Maryland or Pennsylvania, Cape Liberty, New Jersey. It's a very nice port, tons of parking, very friendly people. And the fact that Oasis of the Seas is coming there is going to be huge for that area. So something to definitely check out. I know that there's a West Coast one that you know about, Miss Karen. Yeah, yeah. Being uh, someone based in the West, I um, have been helping my clients do an Alaskan cruise. And we have excellent group rates for the Royal Radiance of the Seas, which is a phenomenal ship to cruise Alaska. And what's really neat about this one, this is going in August of 2020. This one leaves from Vancouver, British Columbia, and it is a seven-night cruise, and it returns to Seaward, Alaska. So its departure and arrival are different cities, which um, means you get more time to really see what you want to see when you're on an Alaskan cruise, rather than having to do a round trip to the same port. Um, I have some clients that are booked on this cruise and we're really, really excited uh, to help them get this dream trip for them. But there's also, you know, add-ons to that trip when you're in Alaska, you know, on your your days in port. And there's, I mean, you're in port for this cruise at Ketchikan, um, Icy Strait Point, Juneau, and Skagway. Uh, and then you get to cruise through the Hubbard Glacier. So there's just so much really cool stuff you can see. And then there's a variety of excursions you can do at each of the ports. So I'm helping my clients navigate uh, their plans for that trip, um, which will also include a train ride uh, from Seaward to Anchorage where they're going to fly home. So there's a lot you can do with these Royal ships. And I think these group rates that we've put together with Royal, uh, we've really done a good job of partnering with Royal and getting some phenomenal pricing, some onboard credit. Um, so yeah, there's, there's that one as well. And I think we have one more, right? We have one more group rate. Yes, we do. For those that want to uh, party in the new year on a uh, cruise ship, there's the Mariner of the Seas, which is a shorter cruise, I believe. And that one departs in late December of 2020. 
and you're at celebrating bringing in the new year of 2021. So uh, that one's going to the Bahamas. It also has the stop at uh, Perfect Day at Coco Cay, which is an amazing destination. Uh, it's got the largest water slide at sea in North America. And it's got a hot air balloon that goes up and uh, also a huge wave pool that I know uh, my family is looking forward to spending their time in. So it's going to be a great time. All three of those are, again, being able to get the group rate. If you want to reach out to an agent, just reach out to uh, contact us at MarvelousMouseTravels.com. And any of the agents in our agency would be happy to assist with those group rates or those uh, cruise tours uh, that could take place during one of these cruises. So you've mentioned uh, the Coco Cay, and I know Royal has another uh, specialty island, Labadee. So we probably want to talk a little bit about what's included when we port or stop at those islands. What, what kinds of things are already included and what kinds of things are extra? So a lot of the attractions at Perfect Day at Coco Cay are included. However, there are some things that are additional costs. Uh, the kids have Splashaway Bay Aqua Park complete with fountains, pools, sprinklers, water cannons, kids' water slides, and two massive drench buckets. There's also Captain Jill's Galleon located near the pier that is loaded with with slides and water cannons to keep the family entertained. Uh, Oasis Lagoon is going to be is complimentary as well. It is the Caribbean's largest freshwater pool. Uh, There's even a DJ and a swim-up bar there. And there's also plenty of sandy beaches. Uh, Harbor Beach is a small protected beach centrally located on the island. That's great for families. And you also get complimentary beach chairs and swimming in the crystal clear waters. However, where the cost comes in is on the Thrill Water Park. So if you want to be able to do Daredevil's Peak, which is the largest water slide in North America, you're going to need to pay a little extra for that uh, section of Coco Cay, uh, as well as uh, the hot air balloon. But there are plenty of things, as well as dining, that are complimentary. Dining, there's five complimentary dining locations on the island, including Chill Grill and Skipper's Grill. As there are also two snack shacks that serve hamburgs, chicken sandwiches, salads, funnel cakes, things like that. Plenty to see, plenty to do, plenty to eat and everything but just remember that there is some additional costs when uh stopping at perfect day okay but a lot of it's included though i mean unless you really want to do the water i'm not a water slide person so i guess that doesn't that doesn't attract me but like there's a lot there to do even for families and for you know people that aren't such thrill seekers that you won't have to pay a dime for oh absolutely Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And the island itself looks beautiful. It, 
they really did an excellent job and uh, have many different sections to the island itself. So uh, it's plenty to see, plenty to do, uh, and plenty of uh, food options as well that don't cost anything additional out of pocket. So, I mean, going back to onboard, so the other, there are like several other things that you can do on board and there's lots that's included for your, I don't know, would you really call it a thrill seeker? But like your, there's like flow rider. There's also the, um, I don't have the name of it. Um, the slide, <laughs> the slide that everybody else would down. Um, yes, that's. All awesome. of that's included too. I'm scared to death of heights. <laughs> and just in case you haven't figured out, I'm not a big thrill seeker. But like that, just looking at it was enough for me to be like, no, I'm good. <laughs> um, but all of that included too. Ultimate Abyss. Uh, interesting story with that one is uh, my wife's extremely claustrophobic and doesn't like being in tight quarters and tight, especially tight, extremely dark places. So that was what she was expecting Ultimate Abyss to be, was going to be getting in the slide, going down a tube, and it being extremely dark and her not feeling right about being able to do it. Uh, when she did it, she was extremely impressed. It's all lit up. It's got different sounds. It's, um, it's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. It's one where you are in close, so you're really not realizing how many levels you are going down. It's just more of seeing the different lights, hearing the sounds, and making sure that uh, your elbows are uh, tucked in the way that they have tell you to tuck them in. And you'll have a blast on it, honestly. And I heard that from a lot of people. I'm just a scaredy cat. (laughs) So don't be like me. Go try it. (laughs) So if you do want to keep your feet on the ground a little bit more, though, uh, there's also miniature golf. I don't know if y'all got to do it. Um, And... There is, I know like not on the Harmony, but I know, I believe on the Liberty when we got on that one, there was ice skating on that one. Uh, some of them even have go-karts or not go-karts. I'm sorry. There you go. Bumper cars on them. So there's so much to do. And then here's the big one that I also did not do. Did anybody do the zip line? I did it. You were brave. <laughs> I was brave. Yes, it, he was, it was brave. short. It was, you know what, I had never ziplined before. And so I was like, oh, why not? Because it was so short. But it's still scary. <laughs> it's taking that step off the plank, off of the um, platform, that's the worst part. Because then before you know it, it's over. You're ziplining over a pool, um, but it's like, I don't know, 16 stories high. So it, it was scary and fun, and I don't know if I'll zip line again, but I'm glad I can say I've done it. <laughs> well, I could say that I did the carousel <laughs> a couple of times, which was awesome. No, I honestly, I uh, chickened out at that step. I got up to, got all the equipment on, and uh, had heard a uh, interesting story from 
somebody who had done the zip line shortly before. And that story kept going round and round in my head. And yeah, I, I did not zip line. I did do the North star though, uh, on the Anthem. And that was really keep your feet on the ground and it lifts you up and you get to see like the New York skyline, or I'm pretty sure that there's a North star on the, um, ships that are going out to Alaska, which I'm sure would be amazing to see. And then there's other water slides, uh, Funnel One, which they send you down and sends you around the side of a funnel, and then you go down into the water. There's that water slide. There's a couple of water slides in the dark, and uh, there's... Uh, the ice game that you said on some ships, bumper cars, carousel. Uh, another thing that I did not get a chance to experience, but I plan on uh, experiencing at, at some point is uh, the ripcord by iFly, where it simulates you jumping out of a plane without you jumping out of a plane. So I've done iFly before, not on a cruise ship, but I've done it before outside of cruising. Those are really fun. And I find it really cool that it's on the cruise ships. Did we mention the Flow Rider? I really wanted to do that. I watched it for a good half an hour. And that was what I wasn't brave enough to do. And that's, um, you know, basically surfing, but in a very small pool, they have these waves. And that, that looked really, really cool. I'm thinking next time I'm on a ship, I might get brave and try to do that. It looks super cool. It looks All fun. Right, then the next ship we go on, I get you on the uh, flow rider and you give me that final push off the side <laughs> for the zip line. You got it. You got it. <laughs> Teamwork. <laughs> yeah. So just also to note, so like I know we talked about some of the water slides, but... Your pools are also complimentary too, and you can use that. And there's plenty of lounge chairs all over the place. And then there's also, I know in the Harmony and on the Liberty, there were um, there were also hot tubs on the ship, and there were plenty of them to go around. So like in the adults only section, that would also be a really nice time to just kind of chill out by yourself in that area. So after you get out of the hot tub, um, you could always head over to the to the fitness center. There are an abundant amount of machines and just overlooking some of the views. I did not exercise because I am lazy, <laughs> but walking through there, um, you have so many cardio machines and there's just a variety of different things to really try out. And that's all complimentary and it's included with your package price. The thing that I loved about that fitness center was definitely the location of it on the ships that I was on. It made me think of, you know, those uh, treadmills that have the uh, videos in front where it makes you, instead of just walking around like a little circle or a track, it has you walking in walking in or uh, even the exercise bikes that have you biking through uh, different lands or uh, up mountains or different scenery and stuff like that. And this literally, I was walking on a treadmill looking out to the ocean and it was very, very neat to be able to uh, experience that while uh, working out. It's different experience. 
than uh, normal. So yeah, you you can't beat that location. It's beautiful. I mean, once you really stop and think about where you're at, um, and then plus you you're eating a lot, so I mean, you can burn off some of those carbs. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. So the last thing I kind of want to talk about that's included is the entertainment. Uh, Royal has phenomenal entertainment on their ships. Um, And each ship has a different type of entertainment. It really comes down to what exactly they have on there. For those that have a skating rink, obviously they're going to have um, a type of show that's done on ice. For ours in general, they had... They had um, several shows. The one that I love the most was the one that was done outside on the water. If somebody else can remember that name, that would be great. Because I don't remember the, the, fi- name. the fine line. The fine yes. line. That was awesome. It was um, crazy, incredible. Yes. <laughs> um, you just you didn't know what was coming, and just the water is going under the chair. I mean, like chairs going under the water, and it was just it was an experience. It wasn't something I'm, I'm a, I'm a huge planner. So I tend to, I'm notorious for going out to YouTube and just kind of checking out what everything's going to be beforehand. I honestly did not go look and see what was happening at the aqua theater. So when we watched that show, I was just mind blown and I'm really happy that I didn't go out there and YouTube it because then I would have known what was coming. Um, but their shows are broadly their Broadway level shows. Uh, when it comes down to, like, they had a Columbus show. They also have Greece out there. There is just so much to do for entertainment. I subscribe to Broadway in the San Francisco Bay Area, and I go to shows all the time, and I found the shows on the ship to be just as good caliber. It, they were definitely... I was just really... I continue to be really impressed with the fact that that's all included. Mm-hmm. Um, a different we I think I saw a different show every single night on the ship. Uh, there was the ice skating show. There was that was beautiful. There was Greece, which was the Broadway show that we saw when we were on the ship. Um, and then of course that fine line aqua theater show. I, I just found the caliber of the acting, the performing, and the quality of entertainment I, as 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 full as I was from eating. I was also full from enjoying the entertainment that was all included with the, with the price of the cruise. Yeah. The entertainment, those shows were incredible. We saw Columbus, which was a parody of Christopher Columbus. his brother. Uh, and on that show, they literally had a replica of the exact size of one of Christopher Columbus's ships on the stage at one point during the show, which was incredible. Greece was, was great. And then that aquifer, the fine line, I don't think that my mouth has closed yet from that show it was absolutely positively mind-boggling from uh the way that they were dancing had people dancing on the water flying through the air 
diving from heights that were incredible distances, tightrope walking, uh, doing different flips, and it absolutely positively amazing, amazing show. It's one that if you end up on an Oasis-class ship and you do not go to the Aqua Theater, you're doing a huge disservice to yourself and your family. It cannot be missed. Absolutely incredible. Yeah, that's something that every I think everybody should take time to out of the schedule and make sure that they go see those shows that are provided on your ship or on each ship. So I wanted to thank you guys for um, coming out and, and discussing Roe and everything that's included on the ship. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you're interested in booking a Royal Caribbean cruise, please reach out to one of our agents at Marvelous Mouse Travels. We'll be happy to help you find the perfect cruise for you. I'll provide a link in the show notes. If you liked our podcast today, don't forget to subscribe and be one of the first to know when a new episode is out. We hope you have a marvelous week and we'll talk to you soon.